Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to another episode of the One Man You Can't Stand podcast. That's right, it's me, the one and only man you can't stand. Um, how we doing? Happy Saturday. That's when I'm recording this, but it's Monday when you're hearing this, so happy start of uh, the weekday. You know, happy start of the week. I hope you're starting it out strong, man. Hope you got that coffee black, like mud, thick, heavy on the caffeine or smoking weed or whatever you do to get the day started and the week out going strong, you know, because that's what, you know, people need their vices, you know. You can't just take away people's vices if that's, you know, if they're, getting through the day, you know, I'm not going to shame somebody because they are an alcoholic if they're high functioning, you know what I mean? If you're high functioning and you do whatever it is that you do, so be it, dude, just uh, keep doing it, do what works for you. The only thing that I can imagine is not high functioning and is like fentanyl or like heroin, I can't imagine that you just do a little bit of heroin and you're like, all right, I'm going to go mow the lawn um, because you just end up passing out or like leaning over or something, throwing up on a tree or defeats the purpose of cleaning up the lawn. (laughs) You're adding more shit to it. Um, No, um, I'm just fucking around, you know, as I got my weed socks on. I still support the cause, you know, I'm here for the cause, dude, just because I'm not getting high like I used to, doesn't mean that I think that you shouldn't do it, okay, smoke all the weed that you want, like I said, as long as it's not doing anything harmful to you, and apparently, um, I was just reading that CBD and CBGA are two um, different compounds of cannabis that actually help defend uh against covid um two separate studies that i read about one in oregon they did it in a lab where they saw that cbd actually attaches to the spike protein of the covid virus and it stops the infection to humans now this was in a lab this wasn't tested on humans Um, but it's a sure sign that, you know, it can get the job done. Um, and then I also read a study for out of, uh, Chicago. I forgot what university it was, but you can look it up. Um, that they also, they actually did a human trial and people that were taking the CBD were less likely to contract COVID, um, probably from that reason that they found in Oregon, you know what I mean? The CBD just attaches itself to the spike protein. If you don't know what the spike protein is, if you're, uh, if you're looking at the virus on a molecular level, or if you just like, if you think about the COVID virus, like what the actual virus looks like, the picture of it, that like spherical thing with the, the spikes on it, the spike protein is that spike. That's what it it attaches to um, the body and that's what causes the infection so CBD attaches itself to the spike so it pretty much is just like bouncing around you know it's not stick it doesn't have anything to stick to because the CBD is just like hey man we don't need you around here you're way too rambunctious okay here is a chill zone okay if you're not gonna be chill in this body here then we're going to have to ask you to leave, okay? That's what the CBD is doing to the COVID, okay? And that's a great thing, you know what I mean? There's my there's my scientific information uh, that I got for you today. Before I start the episode, I just want to announce that um, I'll be at Front Page Brewery um, tonight. If you're, you're hearing this on Monday... Um, yeah, at, um, let me see the fucking, um, front page brewery in Bartow, Florida, which is close to Lakeland. If you're not familiar, let me just see. Yeah. Um, 
Bartow, Florida on Florida Avenue. It starts at 7.30. So get there at 7. Doors open at 7. So show up early. Get yo drink on. Get some food on. We got a bunch of great comics on that show. Um, Tony God, Ginger Kelly, Rafiq, Shaheen, Clark Brooks, Aniria. Aniria is the mom of comedy for me. She's so great and so awesome. And Rafiq's always awesome. Clark's awesome. Ginger Kelly, another mom of comedy. Um, all going to be a great show. Tony God, obviously. I don't need to hype him up anymore. I've talked about him so much. He's the one that's kind of, he was like one of the first real um, paid professional comics to pull me aside and tell me that I got something that I need to keep doing it. And, um, like I said, I've never stopped thinking about it. I talk about it in this podcast. You'll be able to hear it again. So I don't need to give too much detail into it. Just if you want to come to the show, come to the show. It's going to be a good time. Um, so today I have a guest on, uh, Mr. Devin Papianis. Devin Papianis, Devonshire Papianis. He's uh he's Italian and uh Puerto Rican. Ginger. Great guy, super funny. Um you know, he's fairly new to comedy and um he's doing great things down in uh Fort Myers. Um if you're in the area, you can catch him at uh Laughing Comedy Cafe down there. I know he's he's got some um other shows coming up. But uh, if you follow him at Taste Like Ginger, you can find out any of the things he's got upcoming. But uh, other than that, it was a great dude. It was a great conversation. Um, he's, you know, awesome, man. I remember what it was like to be four years in and just wanting to keep going. So um, he's on the right trajectory. All he's got to do is just keep doing it. And uh, hopefully we have a show in the works at some point. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it because it's not you know an actual show yet we just have a great idea i think it would be awesome to have every devon that's in the area that does stand up to uh you know do a show together and hopefully one day we can do it man um such a funny idea the multiverse of devons the devon in the multiverse that's uh that, that would be such a funny play on spider-man and you know, all of us being named Devin and um, doing stand-up would be a a great time. Um, you know, I wish I had more to promote. I don't have too much going on right now. Um, you can catch me on my open mic comedy tour around Tampa. Um, I'll be everywhere that I can when my day job allows me to be. Um, until then, you know, I'm here. We're doing it. We're going to do the show. We're going to keep doing the show. I have some uh, great guests still scheduled on. I'm working on um, getting really funny, more really funny comedians. And uh, who knows? Maybe I'll have other guests that aren't comedians. Maybe um, maybe one day I'll have my fiance on again. Or maybe one day we'll actually work on our podcast. Huh, Caitlin? I'm in our uh, spare bedroom right now because she went to bed at like 8 o'clock or something this morning. Um, so, yeah, that's why it's a little more on the quiet side over here until I just start yelling. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, not a long episode. I think we got about an hour in, so um, I hope you enjoy it. Like I said, I'll... I'm in Bartow, Florida, doing stand-up. Um, I got some other podcasts that are coming out. They're not out yet. Um, when they're out, I'll let you know so you can listen to them. Um, uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. What's up, man? It's good to see you. You too, man. How you doing today? Good. You know, uh, I like your orange beard. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh it's a little patchy in spots, but you know, uh it's really something you don't see too often. A full orange beard. It's very Irish of you. I'm actually not even Irish. No, is it Scottish? Uh I am uh Sicilian and Puerto Rican. What a crazy mixture. <laughs> yep, I actually have a Greek last I actually have a Greek last name and I uh I'm named after an old town in England. So my full name is Devin. Shire Papianis, 
Okay. So um, maybe that's from Old Town in England, Devonshire. Uh, spelling's a little different, but my last name, uh, uh, have a, my mama got pregnant by a different guy. And uh, ended up that's crazy. telling somebody along the lines. And, you know, I ended up meeting my biological father in my uh, early 20s, you know, up in New York. And uh, found out I was Puerto Rican and Sicilian. That's wild. So what's your, so your actual, your biological dad's last name is what? Uh, Delgado. Okay. So yeah, that's a more, uh, Puerto Rican last name. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. Well, his dad's from Sicily. So it's a, 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 a Italian last name. Delgado. Last name. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it ends in an O. Um, uh, mm-hmm. so how'd you find out? Did you do like one of those, um, ancestry DNA tests or did you just kind no, of do like a family just- tree thing? I was living back in Jersey at the time. That's where I'm originally from. And uh, I get this message from this guy on Facebook, you know? And you know, he's like, hey, I grew up with your mom and your uncle in New York, you know? You know, I was like, okay, you know, it's a family friend. He's trying to figure out how to get in touch. Uh, you know, just asking some questions. Uh, so a month goes by, uh, he starts asking some personal questions. I was like, all right, this, this pervert wants to have sex with me. <laughs> Yeah, it seemed, it would seem like a catfish kind of deal. Yeah. And then uh, third uh, month goes by, and I found out that he was actually my biological father. Wow. Did, so did he tell you, or did your mom yeah, tell he you? Ended up, he ended up telling me. And so after that, did you guys do like a meetup? Did you go meet him in yeah, person? Yeah, we met, we met up in New York for a little bit. Uh, met like twice. And, you know, he seems like a nice guy. That's- but, uh Got to be a weird thing, though, to know that that's your act, like, that's your biological father, but you didn't grow up with him. Yeah, but, you know, there's no connection. There's no, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, um, I just heard um, Sam Morell talking about that on a podcast, how his dad, his biological dad, like, literally lived, like, blocks away from him in Manhattan when he grew up, and he never knew him until, like, he was an adult such a wild thing dads you know <laughs> yeah yeah no so he didn't even know he actually didn't even know until after uh apparently he was talking to my mom after a couple of years you know down the road you know before he messaged me a little like a couple months before he messaged me uh asking about um uh, asking about me that's wild like my it's always man it's always the dad the dad that's never around i i've rarely run into people that are like my mom's a trash bag she wasn't around it's always like my dad was in and out of my life or was never there that i guess that yeah. kind of situation you can't really help you know no yeah no i was actually the second oldest of five kids so she got pregnant with this first guy my brother who's like uh i don't know like six one six two three hundred fifty pounds and then there's me <laughs> You know, and then my mom had uh, two more, uh, three more kids after that. Wild. She was With going the same in. Guy. She was going in yeah. for the bunch, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, there's uh, there's five of us, but uh, yeah, I was the only one with red hair. That's, that's even more wild. At least you can, mm-hmm. you stand out. Yeah, I stood out. Did they, uh, did they fuck with you growing up or did, were you able to like, cause you were the second oldest, you were able to kind of stand your ground? No. <laughs> no, I was not. No, I was. Uh, I was that black sheep. Yeah, but that's good. It gives you, you know, characteristic. Right. Everyone else looks the same. Fuck them. Yep. So, how did you? So, you grew up in Jersey. What part? Uh, Central Jersey. For those that say it exists, <laughs> there's, there's people that say there's north, south, and there's no central. But there's that tiny little spot right there. You know, right in the middle of everything where Sandy Hook is. You say the New York skyline right from the beach in the backyard. God, what a pretty view, man. Yeah, it was absolutely gorgeous. You can see the bridge. It was a 20-minute ferry ride over to New York from my town. It's so convenient. I've only, I've driven through the turnpike. I don't know if that goes through that area into Manhattan. It's all over. Yeah, the turnpike sucks. Yeah, it was, it was horrible when I was on it. That was back in like 2016 or 15 when I drove up there. Um, so how did you get to Florida? Well, 
hold on. I want to get to like how you got into comedy and like, so when did you start doing stand up and like how how did that come about? I did stand up. I started stand up a little bit after my son was born. Okay. But uh, I always knew I wanted to do something with entertainment. You know, when I was younger, I had ambitions of like being a director, going to college, being a director. But then mm -hmm. I realized college was not for me. Yeah. You know, and then uh, I had a buddy that when I lived in Jersey, he kept telling me, you know, you can start to stand up with me, this and that. And I was like, no, no, no. So, uh, you know, my son's here and I'm thinking around. I'm like, I'm just working this job, you know, that's servant. You know, like, I don't need to, I don't want to sit around. I want to travel. I want to do things. You know, I want to make people laugh. I want to uh, make my son proud. I want to leave him something, mm -hmm. you know? And then uh, I did my first open mic and I gave it a try. I always had my buddy's voice in the back of my head, go try it. And I got hooked. Yeah. It's a, how was your first open mic? Was it bad? It was actually good. I had, 30 good. People, I had like around like 30 people show up for me. Wow. It was right around my birthday, you know? So uh, I was just telling tables and, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is what you need to do. You know, this is as soon as I told them that's what I was doing. Everybody was like, ah, oh, that's your niche. That's what, you know, that makes perfect sense. That clicks, you know, yeah. and they came and saw me and I did well. And I won the open mic, you know, granted, I had half the audience, you know, but it still it, it gave me drive. It gave me ambition. I mean, it's good that you, first starting out, you have that much support. That'll, I mean, trick somebody to think that you're fucking amazing how was your first bombing was it because you started out so high oh <laughs> did yeah your, did your uh, next mic was, like uh, go go terrible yeah it was uh because the next few mics were just like open mics like real rough open mics you know they weren't at a club or you know what i mean because i did it at the laughing comedy cafe mm -hmm. um so it was a little structured the other ones were just like open mics at bars yeah you know so they were just a little more rough way more rough you know, but uh, I never quit. I liked it, you know, just getting up there and throwing cooked spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. Man, that's a, a great analogy. Um, yeah. So were you like, so growing up, were you were you funny, like with your group of friends? Because there's like a lot of comics always say that they were like, they were either like really funny in their group of friends or were like the complete opposite and just like listen to everybody. I didn't start that way. <laughs> uh, I learned to, you know, I really, uh, high school is when I really started coming out of my shell, you know, and picking up my little funny habits and traits. Cause I was just, I was a bad kid. Yeah. I wasn't the best you know? either. Yeah. I was just getting, so there's like 180 days out of school year. I might've been suspended a hundred days out of the year. <laughs> you know, just because those 80 days that I was there, I was just reckless. What kind of horrible shit did you do? Uh, one time when, you know, like they have four clusters of desks, like yeah. all looking at the kids, looking at each other. So the bell rang. So me and my friends decided to take it as a wrestling match. And we started slamming each other through the center of those desks. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not really that bad. That's just like. I mean, you were just having well, fun. We fucked around. Oh yeah, we <laughs> fucked around all the time. I remember uh, one of the times. I think I was in um, seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. They had like those clusters of desks, and I was in a group closest to the window. And I somehow manipulated everybody in the class to just give me their workbook. And I just started throwing it. They left the window open. So like, for some reason, I was just like, <laughs> I manipulated the whole class to just give me their workbook. And I was just throwing them out, throwing them out. And when the teacher finally noticed, she was like, why aren't you guys working in your workbook? They were like, we don't have it. And uh, she was like, well, what happened to it? And one person couldn't hold it together. And they snitched on me. And the teacher just walks over to me, looks at the window, peeks her head out the window, and you can just see all of the, there was like 28 workbooks piled into this bush. <laughs> yep. That's fucking, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Sure. The things that I would pull, man, you know, just, I just wouldn't care. I didn't have a care in the world, you know, I, and then I, I was realized, the same way. you know, when the laughs, people liked you more, you started laughing more, you know, they wanted to. You, you know, it broke the ice. 
Yeah, you know? I mean, it made you at least feel like, uh, you know, the teacher thought you were a piece of shit, but at least all the other kids were like, oh, that guy's cool. Yeah, he's he does, funny, you know, you know, let's see he, it out. Exactly. exactly. He doesn't you don't take care shit. You care what everybody else thinks, <laughs> you know? That's how high school works. And then when I learned that, and then you got to learn to write every day too, you know, you got to always think into something new because you say something the next day, you're like, oh, you said that yesterday. That's not that funny, you know? So they had to keep you on your toes. Yeah, it's like uh, like kids kids were at least where I grew up and went to school. It was always like uh, like roasting. Everybody was like quick to call somebody yes. out for the way they dressed if it was if it was some like old shit or like um, what what was it was like or whoever could like do the worst thing like one ups like everybody in my group was always like one-upping somebody to do the worst shit in school oh yeah no that's it's, a, it's always fun to antagonize yeah and then i got a car and then i just stopped going to school <laughs> yeah no i actually didn't get my license until i was 25 wow so you didn't i mean if you didn't have to drive in what in jersey so fuck it yep how how was it getting your test at 25? Did you already know how to drive or did you just kind of yeah, wing it? It was easy. I've drove before, you know. Just, so not, just not licensed. <laughs> yeah, just not licensed. You know, I can say that now. I think they can't, you know. <laughs> yeah, they can't. Like, well, illegally driving. They didn't have traffic Whatever. cameras then, dude. They can't. They yeah, can't right, prove it. Pull them up and find me. <laughs> ticket me for all those times now. But no, I knew how to drive. You know, I used to short little distances but i just never really had the need or urge to want it or get it so did you ever go into the city being that close to um manhattan yes did you ever go to any of the comedy clubs out there i did not i didn't start comedy until i was out here in um in florida man have you gone back you haven't gone back since to no try it? and i would love to that's what i want i feel like uh if i go up there i would have a nice Give me a spot up there. I'll show them. You know, I can get people together. I live there long enough. You know, I can get a nice little crowd that wants to see me that never seen me. Man, it's fun. I within yeah. um within my second year of doing stand up, I started dating my uh, best friend's cousin, and she was going to acting school out in New York. So she was already kind of she had a place to stay. So I was just, I, we started hooking up and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go up there one day, hang out. And then I just never left for like two years. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. And just, uh, it was doing stand up out there, man. It's so fun. So fun. No, I plan on it. Uh, I plan on going up there. So now that I've, I've also lived in Kentucky, my childhood. So like from 12 to 20, I was in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. So, um, I went back there. I went to the comedy caravan. And I did, uh, and I performed over there at that club. That's what's up. How was, was it? That was fantastic. Yet again, you know, because I lived there, people knew me. You know, a lot of my friends and people, you know, came out and supported. So it was uh, honestly wonderful. So um, when you, because your first open mic, what, what was it? Was it a competition? Like an open mic? Yeah, it was competition. a open mic competition. Okay, so so being that it it went so well, were you able to start booking spots like right off, off the bat? No, or, no you no. still had to work at it. Yeah, I still, I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? I did well one time, you know, but then uh, I met some people, they introduced me to the open mics. I started hanging around and coming around the scene and then just learning. Yeah. It's you such know, a process. The science, the science and the process behind comedy that, you know, that you don't think about that's there, but it's there. Yeah. It's a, I know? think, when you first start, cause I, I have buddies that are like just starting. And then I think about, I've been doing it for eight years now. And then I took a break. I took a year off outside of the, before the pandemic. So technically seven, but I've been doing it for eight. Right. Um, so, uh, but I think about when I first started and I just, I wanted so bad to be so good that yeah. like, I kind of, uh, Took a lot of it for granted, but net, being that, you know, you never, if you start something, you never stop it. It's, I like to think of it as that, um, 
Isaac Newton's law of motion, you know, an object in motion stays in motion. So if you just keep yep. doing it, keep doing it, you know, you'll learn things on, along the way. But I was so ahead of myself. Like I remember booking a, a guest spot on a show with Ian Edwards in LA within my first year and a half. <laughs> no, I never got uh, not that ambition. I never got too ambitious. Like it's just like I see people do that and like I'm good for it. If it works, it works. But I'm scared. You know, like I when I want to step out, I want to make sure that when I step out, they notice me. If that makes sense. No, it's a very smart tactic. I, I look back you know, now I and I was, them to be I was like, too young. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what I'm afraid. I don't want to be like, oh, he's young. He'd be like, oh, he's good now, but let's wait and see if he gets better. I want to walk in and be like, where ha why hasn't he been around before? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh how long have you been doing it now? How many years? Uh just about four now. Four? I mean, that's still pretty good. And, and that's then, uh, with the pandemic, with, with the pandemic and um, just open mics, just random open mics. I just recently um, started doing, um, uh, breaking into my feature spots. Yeah, you just, you did a spot for uh, J.F. Harris, right? Uh, not a feature spot, it? but I uh, opened up for him. Yeah, I worked with, I was at the club with him. I hosted and then I had a guest spot on the next show uh, I last weekend at the Comedy Cafe. That's dope, man. I mean, your your local club is giving you spots. Yeah, that's, I'm that's... so thankful for that, man, because that's what I need. You know, they give me that stage time that I need to, you know, work on five-minute bits here, seven minutes, and then put these things together, and now I can, you know, do 20, 25 minutes, you know, and feel comfortable with it. Were you there when Ron White popped in? Yes. Man, how was that? That's because nobody saw that coming, right? Nobody. No. Well, the owners did at the time. And then they, they told us and Ron White came and uh, it was Dale Jones was headlining that weekend. Mm -hmm. Dale Jones. And uh, he ended up, Ron White ended up just having his RV parked in the back, uh, you know, hanging out there. He was uh, seeing him smoking cigars and whatever, uh, but he came on there, did his 20 minutes, hung around there. Super nice guy, man. It was super cool. It was super real weird to see, you know, somebody so big on a place that you come to just play. You know, like this guy's doing everything that I want to do, you know, and he's, you know, where my little spot is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just surreal. It's you know, such like a good feeling. That, on, that I can practice and, you know, do what I need to do. Yeah, it was fantastic. Did you get to talk to him at all? Uh, yeah, I ended up uh, not like just a stupid little, you know, casual, like you would any passing stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, so not like, yeah, exactly. Good to see you. You know? <laughs> Yeah, we didn't have a heart-to-heart -heart or, you know, anything like that. Didn't ask him but about his cool, ayahuasca trip. <laughs> what was that? I said you didn't ask him about his ayahuasca trip. <laughs> no, no, I did not. No, but I uh, I want to do that. Ever since I heard that, I was like, yeah, that's here. That's here. Yeah, they get, they can, you can do it here. Yeah, there's like a, I think it's like a three-hour drive from where I'm at. I looked it up. See, I thought uh, it's, it's wild. It's something that shit is uh, on a whole nother level. You got to be like so ready for it. I've done oh, regular, uh, I've done regular DMT. I've, I've not drank the, the tea though. No, I have not done DMT at all. And I would love to do DMT. It's wild, dude. I mean, it, it, uh, it made so much sense of like, of just everything. Like, so I hear. When I did it, I was like 20, was I 20 or 21? I think I was 21. And I just had no concept of like why I was the way I was, why I didn't understand like religion, didn't understand like a belief system. I didn't have like that, you know, just normal shit, normal questions you have is like a 21 year old. Right. You're like, what the fuck? What am I doing now? I'm like, I'm grown up. Yeah, what's and, this life about? Yeah. Yeah. And, I had already started doing stand up. I was very young into it. And when I did DMT, I just got this whole understanding about how like my life sucked growing up and that I do I want to make people laugh because if they're having a shitty life or a shitty day in the moment that I'm making them laugh, they're not thinking about that shitty moment or the shitty life they had and then that in turn makes me fucking forget about my shitty life and then it's like when I had that like vision my like the the little elves that they talk about you seeing like i saw that in my body reeking like rebuilding everything in my body it was fucking wild 
still get goosebumps thinking about it, dude. It's crazy. That sounds wonderful. That's something that I need to experience right there. I think everybody should do it at least once. It's definitely it's worth in everything. it. It's in the grass. It's in the trees. It's in everything has DMG in it, you know? So why not? Yeah. It's just, if you're schizophrenic, I would advise don't do it. <laughs> they say well, people I don't think I'm schizophrenic. Yeah. People I to talk to myself later about that. <laughs> I used to do a joke where, uh, where I was talking about how, um, I used to smoke a lot of weed and one day I stumbled upon a, a science article, a news article that said, um, you know, if you smoke too much weed, um, if you're prone to mental illness, it could actually uh, invite, like invite schizophrenia. And when I read that, I thought, man, I'm hungry. And then I was like, wait, who said that? <laughs> 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 that's funny i see you rolling what? up so something well what do you what do you can i there? smoke dude can I, don't I, smoke? I don't care this is it's video or uh audio okay. so they're just oh, gonna oh, awesome yeah yeah you don't have to worry about the video i'm not okay. that technically advanced yet no i just wanted to make sure i wasn't doing anything wrong or you know so thank you no no man uh just because i'm sober now doesn't mean i still appreciate it i just uh indulged a little too much what so what is that what strain is that i don't know honestly i don't i stopped like i used to be like oh this is bubble kush <laughs> this that you know i just look at weed i'm like is it the indica is it the sativa okay let me get a little bit of that and a little bit of that and i'll call it a day it's so hard to even find like uh like a solid sativa or indica because everything's like hybrid now everything's cross-strained so oh yeah everything mostly everything's a um hybrid it's hard to find it what i actually worked for um true leave um during the pandemic so i kind of got to learn a little bit about the science and see like actual like a like a solid i was smoking um northern hash plant i think it was what it's called it was like a it was a solid indica like a almost 100 percent indica and then it was only like 18 16 or 17 percent thc so it wasn't really strong because I was, before I stopped everything, I started to get really paranoid with the higher fucking THC content stuff. Right. And uh, so I started lightening my load <laughs> before I stopped. Yeah, no, I keep hearing a lot of my friends keep saying that they have to slow down smoking because they get paranoid. I haven't gotten paranoid. What I got is I got pregnant woman emotions. So that's <laughs> how I know uh, when I'm too high and I, like, I need to cut back. Because I'll just be watching shit and I'll start crying. I'll be like, that is like, I'll just, like I was watching Finding Nemo. Like, I got smoked and watched Finding Nemo with my son. And the moment that he, they took Nemo away from his dad, I balled up. I was Dude. crying so hard. I was like, oh my God, that's his son. No, it's his son. <laughs> like I, I had to turn off the movie. Like I was, like I just had to go and breathe. Like it was, it was ridiculous. I was like, I need to. Need to quit smoking. <laughs> Even your son's like, Dad, what's wrong, man? You, it's time to chill out. You could chill out. <laughs> it's okay. He gets yeah. it back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, you know, just it's just things just get to me. It's, I know? mean, the cannabis like heightens your like uh, sensitivity, like your senses. So, like, that's why like emotions feel stronger, or, like sex feels better, or food tastes better because like your senses are, I think the only thing it doesn't really like heightened is like your sense of smell i would get clogged up when i would smoke all the time so I, but like your taste and touch and feeling oh yeah no it is uh yeah no i just i didn't plan on cutting back but uh i don't get medical i don't have a medical card either i do it the old-fashioned way <laughs> the old uh hey meet me at taco bell parking lot <laughs> meet me at yep. a 7-eleven <laughs> yeah everybody always said and i get like i feel like the stuff i get is better is better than you know these guys know that the medical is out there so now they have to the competition they're like these people can go and get some decent stuff now let's get better than that so they'll still come to us yeah and then there's that you know, thrill. I, I find the ambitious ones i find the exact you know the ones that are you know that really that really care 
there's that thrill too that like you're getting something off the street you're like hmm will i have some fentanyl in this shit let's smoke and find out <laughs> no i've honestly i've had the same person for almost seven years yeah that's i mean that's how i was too i always and then i was also my own guy so like i knew the guy who knew the grower so like i would just get enough to supply my friends and then never stop supplying me <laughs> oh yeah no i don't even you know i got my guy he's i trust him you know everybody's like oh what is this medical i'll be like no i don't got a card you know i was like my guy's name's uh sergey i'm thinking sort for surgeon <laughs> you know he has to be a doctor he's definitely a doctor he's definitely he's, a doctor he's got patients all over uh mm -hmm. i remember going to california the first time and um i the first person like we were just walking on hollywood boulevard i think we went to like the wax museum this was like in 2014 and i that thought for creepy. yeah i thought for sure that i was gonna like like it was going to be like going into a dispensary. I'm going to be able to get weed like the California way. And literally we, after we left the, the wax museum, we went to this taco spot and this guy was handing out like his weed business cards and was like, Hey, you want some weed? And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. And he was like, all right, how much you want? I was like, we're just going to do this right here. <laughs> you don't have like an office or something that we go back to. <laughs> That's funny. Nope. Everywhere. Everywhere is his office. Yeah. Yeah. So he was just like, he was like, yeah, you want a quarter here? And like handed me this like pill jar full of weed, but it was, was it like, weed? yeah, it was, uh, we got, uh, Bubba Kush, I think. And then like blue dream. And then, you he know gave, what? Good for him. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It was like legit shit. Like he, it was like, he, he was the third party. He would go to the dispensary, buy all the shit and then would probably resell it for hire on the street. And then people that don't have cards. Yeah. Yeah, because when you're on Hollywood Boulevard, you're pretty much like that's tourist central in L.A. They don't give a shit what you do. Hell no, man. Now they're more likely to rob you for it. Mm. Good old L.A. Did you hear about I think it was L.A. Those uh, cops that got in trouble for not going to uh, a call because they were playing Pokemon Go. Uh, I did read that. I didn't read everything. I'm not that type of person that reads into all the articles. What I'll do is I'll just read like the first couple things, you know, like I'll read the headline of it. And then somebody would be like, Hey, did you hear about the earthquake in Malaysia? And I'd be like, Oh yeah, seven people died. And then I just try to like leave it at that. So they think that I'm intelligent. <laughs> I feel like but that's, yeah, no, I actually that's did everybody. That and I thought that was a, uh, did somebody end up dying or what happened? I think somebody got, I don't know. I'm I'm in your boat. I read the headline. <laughs> I saw the headline. I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's all I need to know, I guess. <laughs> exactly. That's all the information that I, I don't need to. I don't need that whole, you know, fluff piece article that they have. But, you know, I got the bit of information. You know, I don't care what they were doing. That's you know, whatever. Probably should have been doing that. Yeah, you probably should have like uh, waited till you were off the clock to play Pokemon Go. But, you know, at the same time. They weren't out doing something wrong and beating the wrong people, and you know that's true. Anybody? Maybe a black you know? person didn't get shot that day. So yeah, exactly, and everybody's like, "We don't need cops." So you know, maybe it was a lesson for everybody. <laughs> I'm sure they lost their badge. I'm sure they probably they're probably oh, yeah, like no, they're, they're they, definitely in trouble. They they you know, uh, their careers are over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah their, their sergeant was like yeah we're gonna need your badge your gun and your phone <laughs> no more that shiny pikachu no more uh pokemon for you <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> so That's uh crazy. um where do you gain like your your comedic like inspiration like where do you think it comes from you know that moment right before you fall asleep and you kind of feel your body like jolt yeah, like, so you know, when you're like laying down, your eyes are closed and, you know, you're right before you're going to go to sleep, you're not yeah. in that comfortable position right yeah. then and there. I get a lot of my little thoughts right before I'm going to sleep and then I get up and I start writing them down. But honestly, it's just life, you know, yeah. just going around talking to people. Yeah, I think that's where the best comedy comes from. Like, you know, you gotta, it's the way the world works. You got to talk to people to see how the world is. Yeah. So do you like, uh, do you do like, uh, observational 
kind of jokes or uh, storytelling? Uh, for, me, uh, for me right now, I'm working on, since I'm newer in the game, in the scene, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, um, I want to try to introduce myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so I talk about me being red hair and having a different dad and uh, talk about me being a ginger. You know, I think of it like a first date. You know, when you go on a first date, you want to show them that you're interesting and mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. You know, and now by the end of that date, you can kiss them or you could fuck them. You know, either one is great. But the thing you're worried about is if they call you back the next day. Right. You know, and then once I get that second date, you know, after I'm out there, you know, then I can work on now that they know who I am, I can talk about what I want to talk about, you know, random different things in the world, because now they already have their attention. Right. Yeah, I, I did the same thing, too. Um, well, I started out like telling little like one liner jokes because I was so like pressed to get the the laughs out when I first started. You're like, I was like, so anxiety ridden with wanting to get a laugh you have five minutes how many laughs can you get in those minutes and i wanted every single one and then i realized like that wasn't really my voice that wasn't how i like that's not how i made people laugh out in the open in life and i was i think it was like one day i was just like talking to a stranger and i made them laugh telling some kind of story or something. I was like, Oh shit, that's, that's like my comedic voice. That's how I need, that's what I need to start like harnessing when I'm on stage. That's my superpower, if you will. Um, and then I started doing the same thing, kind of telling more like how I grew up, like growing up with a dad who wasn't always there. He big cokehead brother, bipolar, schizophrenic by 16, big cokehead hates dad. Mm -hmm doesn't realize that if you both just do cocaine together you might have the best relationship in the world (laughs) yeah that's funny yeah so like i just you know started doing those kinds of uh jokes as well too same same idea just trying to get the crowd to know who you are and then that way you can start talking about life and what you think about exactly because when you just start off you know you start talking about you know certain things gonna be like who are you like why you know they don't want that yeah. Yeah, you know, don't, that's how I feel at least. Yeah, don't go right out the gate just uh shooting dead baby yeah. jokes and shit. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I want them to, you know, to travel with me. You know, I'm a journey. You know? Like I'm I'm ups and downs. I'm left some turn I'm left some rights. Like I like I like to take people on a journey. Yeah, it's not a it's not a one way road, you know. No, it's not. It's not. You know, and that's what I like about it too. You know, it's just you could say all these things and then make a broom full of strangers laugh, you know, like friends. <laughs> um, so do you do like jokes about your son too? Like having a, having a son? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, if, are you a single parent? No, no, I'm married. My wife is actually, uh, she's from Argentina. Oh, okay. Dope. Um, yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, I should have done more world history. Honestly, before I got married, though, because uh, I found out that's where all the Nazis went after yeah. uh, after World War Two. So uh, it explains a lot. Oh, yeah. Is she uh, is she a Jew hater. Uh, no, I wouldn't <laughs> say Jew hater. She's mean. No, I'm just kidding. She's not. I love her. She's sweet. She's just stern. Yeah. I mean, most of that Hispanic culture is, though. Yeah. I dated um, a Cuban and Italian in uh my senior year and her parents were like insane about like structure oh yeah and she would like try she would like try and go against it and i'd be like dude what are you doing like don't you know like your dad's sicilian he probably has ties to the mob your mom's cuban and knew the the traficante people like would hang out with them what are you doing oh yeah no i like uh I like to joke with my wife and just tell her she's like, you know, at least quarter Nazi. <laughs> she does not like that at all. You never know. She could do her DNA and find out that there's German in her blood. You no, know, like her mom could have had like a one night stand with Hitler and then like found out who he was and then like ran away. Cause clearly you can't have a, you can't have him raise a child, <laughs> you know, but she didn't want to get rid of it. So now like my wife's like just a little Hitler. And that makes my son 
just like a quarter Hitler. Maybe that quarter though, he he, he gets the like art side. Of yeah, Hitler. like or the leadership, <laughs> you know, but like without the hating and you know just with love. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, like enough enough of him to harness for good. <laughs> That's so wild. That's it. It's so wild that like. Like they they would choose South America. What do you think? Do you think they chose South America because it was the like the, was it was the, I think it was the economy was bad. They needed it. Oh really? You didn't think it was like that they were in the middle of a jungle and they could hide there? No, I just think these oh Argentina welcomed them. I think like they didn't stop them at all. Like they knew, and it was just uh, they needed the money. It probably helped, right? Help boom yeah, the economy. You know, a whole <laughs> bunch of people. It's so wild. It's like, yeah, let's go over here. You know, we didn't really, how many Spanish people do we kill? Not that many. All right. <laughs> like, we'll accept it. How's, your, how's the food? The food's great. All right, you can stay. Right, they're just looking at a map. Europe's pissed at us. America don't want us. <laughs> and it's also like, like, Hispanics are extremely Catholic mostly. So, like, I think the Germans were Catholic too. So, mm -hmm. especially the Nazis. So, they come over there. They realize they have the same religion. They're like, "Oh, you're cool." Yep. Even if you aren't blonde hair, blue eyes. Nope. Yeah, it was wild. But yeah, no, she's from Argentina, and then. Uh, but you know, uh, my son—he's a little bit of mixture of every everything of our crap. It's a sweet blend. Just yeah. My boy, Spanish, Puerto Rican, Italian. Argentinian, Italian. My dude is going to be able to cook the meanest meals. Oh, yeah. Or he's going to commit some heinous crimes. <laughs> it's too young to tell. As long as he's yeah. really good at it, you know? Whatever as he's going to do is going to be fantastic. Yeah. As long <laughs> as you're putting 110% into what it is that you're doing, whatever. Just be great at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but no i do um i do do jokes about him it's uh you know just more or less the rougher side of parenting you know differences and just you know it's kind of kind of edgy you know i uh i have this one where i talk about uh i take him trick-or-treating mm -hmm. you know being a dad you want to make sure you do everything right so i downloaded one of these apps that has all these red dots in my neighborhood that was a map for where all the really big candy was, you know? And I'm like, within a half an hour, he had a full bag, took him home, he ate half of one piece and passed out right there on the couch. <laughs> I do things like that, you know, just kind of. That's funny because the sex offenders in the area, is that, mm -hmm. is that the joke? Yep. <laughs> sex offenders. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, like they're just, you know, I'm with them. They're just handing out candy. You know, it's just, it's dark, you know, I wanna, but. I want to come to Laugh-In, man. I I got to just like the next time they do the, um, the, the open mic. mic. Yeah, yeah, it's, so it's usually during the week. So I just got to yeah, take like time Wednesdays, off work. I, think they do them. I know uh, it was like three guys. Well, and two guys, one girl from Tampa, Sophia um one the most recent one were you at the most yeah, recent i don't one? think i've met her i know michael jokums yeah he was there he won the one in and uh another guy davis sutton i oh, think he's a younger comic too but he's funny yeah man there's a lot of great dude local comics are just where it's at that's why people need to go out and support their local comedy clubs you know get out there see the raw of the raw you know we all have to get our grit somewhere that's how you start you got to start somewhere exactly you know, come watch progression, you know, come watch, you know, be like, I saw this guy, he's from my town. I saw him, you know, grow up, blow up, whatever you want to, you know, you, do what you, uh, you, you never know where anybody's going to go, man. I remember being on shows with, um, preacher Lawson and now dude's like one of the biggest comics in the world. One, oh, yeah. one America's got, or almost one America's got talent hosted America's got talent. It's doing so much shit. Um, his brother's probably going to be next. Um, JB Ball. I wasn't close with JB Ball, but he was one of the ones when I started in Tampa, and he was, like, one of the ones we saw, and you just kind of knew. Like, you knew that 
that was going to be it at some point and ended up working with like Kevin Hart and all this shit. So it's fun to watch the process, man. It's fun. You know, it's honestly all about who you know. It really is. And I mean, I just try to be cool. I've seen some unfunny people get some spots just because they know people. Yeah, it happens. I mean, it happens in the industry too, but those people aren't always going to be around, you know? No, I know. But that's why, you know, you got to, you know, it's a little bit about who you know, and it's about, uh, you know, you got to have what you got. A lot of it, it really is who you know, though. I mean, it really is. You got to get those spots, you know, if you can perform there, so they're going to want to make you introduce you to somebody else. And then, you know, that ladder keeps going and you're just being introduced to person after person and you keep doing well, you keep getting more spots, you you know, everybody wants to, you build it. Man, that's why we got to, that's why we got to get the, the, Devin and the multiverse show going. Yes, that sounds. I thought I was just sitting around smoking when I saw that. I saw your Facebook or something, and I was like, that'd be funny if we did a Devin show. Like, is there any other Devins around? <laughs> I think there's got to be, but like, I know for sure if Devin Seabold is down for it, we just got to find the right place that wants to put it on and fucking. Oh, yeah. Try it out. Definitely try it out. You know, I think it's fun. It's a different concept. You know, everybody's just doing, you know, it's a different type of show. I think it's catchy. I think it would be uh, a really funny. And then Devin Siebold obviously has already, like, got an audience. Yes. And I think he's been at Laughing. We should try and convince Laughing to do it. I can talk to them. Let's see what we can do. That would be fun because now's the time for Devin's in the world to unite. (laughs) It on is. one, on one comedy show. <laughs> we need to get like a female Devin and then a know. black Devin. I don't know if they're, they're, I think there's more likely to be a black Devin in the comedy community than a female. I don't know one. There has to be. There has to be. In the area. We'll have to go on the groups on Facebook and just start. It'll take time, asking. but you know, we're not, you know, it'll come up. It'll present itself. We'll put it out there. It's in the we'll universe, dude. Devin. It's it's yeah. in the universe. We want it it's to in happen. And the universe will provide. Let's hope so. Or it'll laugh in our faces. <laughs> you know, either way, you know. But no, I like it. I really, I really do like that idea. I was just sitting around smoking. I was like, that just sounds so funny. And I started giggling over it for about a day and a half. And I was like, all right, let me, let me, you know. I remember seeing your name too pop up on Facebook and I thought about the same thing. I'm like, man, there seems to be like a few Devins in the area. <laughs> mm-hmm. When did that you know, happen? Way too, D-E-V-I-N, because I hate the O-N. There's no O-Ns allowed. Yeah, it's not It's not the same. I don't like when they pronounce it the same either. It's like, you know, that's that's not – an O doesn't make the N sound. Right? Be like, listen, look at us. Are we in a building or are we on a building right now? <laughs> I used to get called Devon and, and like teachers, like if I'd have a sub or something that wouldn't know me, they'd call my name in attendance and say Devon. It's like, dude, there's an I there. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. No, that's that I is I, I, I love and respect that I. And <laughs> it annoys me if somebody messes with it. It's true. You, you bond to it. It's your name. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not Devon. I'm not Dev even. I'm not, you know, any of these other fake ass. Devons. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, Devons. We'll fight them. We'll that's what we'll do. We'll fight a Devon after each show. <laughs> that's that's the multiverse part. We all mm-hmm. just uh, beat the shit out of wrong spelled Devons at the end. <laughs> um, that's the that's the final countdown. <laughs> I'm all right with that. Um. So um trying to think how long has this been? I don't know how long we've we've been sitting here. I don't for know. A while. Twenty minutes, thirty, no, maybe longer than that. <laughs> Fifty. Um, so what do you where do you see yourself in like well, the 51 next one now? Um in the next, you know, five five years. Do you see yourself so, hopefully getting more work and Yes. What I want to do now, my goals for now, um, since uh, I've harnessed it up, I want to get a day job. You know, I work serving and bartending right now nights. I want to get a day job 
um, so I can do nights and weekends, get nights and weekends off. So I can do a little more open mics, but now I can really work on um, doing my 20, 25 minutes. And, you know, and then just start uh, traveling at this point, you know, just little places further and further, you know, driving out, introducing myself, getting, you know, and trying to get work. Yeah, that's the that's the key, man. Right now, my I work for a community center and uh, it's mornings. So I get off the latest, sometimes seven. So I have the nights to go do most mics and stuff, which is really cool. But no, I can't. I have to like ask permission to go to shows and I need to request off in advance. I can't just go to open mics like during the week because I'll be working. You yeah. know what I need to? I need to touch any mic I can get. Yeah. Restaurants or the restaurant industry, you kind of. I have to break away from. It's almost like you're a doctor. You're always on call. <laughs> like yep. you there, if they need you, they need you. It's like, fuck, yep. we got bills. So I need it too. Exactly. And especially with a wife and a child, you know, every move that I got to make, I have to make sure it's stable. Yeah. You know, I got to make sure that I'm not hurting too much to, you know, I can't take away from them. Yeah. That's the one thing I got a fiance too. And we talk about like doing the family thing. And I think to myself, man, when I was 21 and I first started, I lived at home and I would just say, fuck a job and, uh, just, do whatever I wanted. Now it's like every move has to be strategic. Yep. Exactly. Thought out. Yep. So that's why, you know, so if I get these things, you know, I could save up, you know, I just got a new car to travel, you know, so I can, you know, drive all the way to Georgia or something to try to get a shit, you know, just do what you got to do. The grind, you know, the real grind of just getting your name out. Cause what I've been get- doing my local club for a while now and you know, it's great practice, but I, Jimmy Bird got to leave the nest. That's true, man. And then once you start, once you get your name out there, you start doing more. Uh, you got yeah, to get more shows and, you know, it'll become easier, better I do. Orlando's got do. a really great comedy scene. Yeah, I haven't really been out to Orlando. I've been to St. Pete um, a couple times. Where at? Uh, I've been to uh, Spitfire. Okay. And then um, I did uh, some roast battles up there as well. Oh, with, um, was it Kyle Roos that puts those on? Yeah. Yeah. I ate shit both times. (laughs) I'm not, man, that the roasting shit is a whole nother, like part of your brain. I'm not so good at it. It's like, like the one time that James Franco got roasted and Jonah Hill just goes up there and starts giving everybody compliments. Like that's how I would end up on a roast. Like I'm not good at being mean to people. (laughs) No, I'm I'm not terrible. It's just I walked up there and then uh you know to walk in with confidence, you to roast you gotta have a nice confidence about it. Yeah. You know, and not knowing the person that's that I was roasting and the battle, you know, like I've never met anybody and then driving two hours up to their area. It just was, you know, to talk shit to them. Who you know who it's just, that you went up against? Uh I don't even remember. But they did well. Um I, know, I lost so you know? A lot of people don't realize this too. Most roast battles like that you'll see the comics actually know each other and they write like jokes about each other together. Yeah. So if you ever do another roast battle and you know your uh, opponent, like meet them and talk to them and say, Hey, we should write together because you give each other material. That's what makes your joke writing better because going off the top, that's just fucking hard. That's just, it's so hard to do that. That's why I like our community out here in Fort Myers, because uh, everybody's just, we're all friendly, man. We all help each other out. We all, you know, try to occasionally get workshops together as well as open mics and try to, you know, punch each other's stuff up. And, you know, we'll get together at the club on a closed night, go up there, do five minutes and then five minutes of, uh, you know, notes, mm-hmm. you know, and just try to work out new things and see whether it works or not. It helps, man, when you have a community backing you. Because, I mean, even now here in Tampa, the community is so strong and everybody's so cool with each other. When I first started, everybody was like cutthroat. And it was like, if you weren't, if you didn't make a whole crowd laugh, like nobody wanted to talk to you. (laughs) It's such a horrible feeling. But now everybody's so cool and so helpful. And it's cool to see 
things grow. Oh yeah. It makes it nice. It makes it nice, man. And, you know, it makes you feel welcomed and it's like you're all doing something, you know? Yeah. And I mean, at least it's like people aren't just brushing you. Like if you literally, if you show the effort that you want to get better, comics are going to like lend a helping hand or like be more likely to give advice. Where, whereas if we could tell you're dicking around and just not taking it serious, you know, right? it is what it is. No, yeah, no, that's uh, it's it's good to have that. It really is, you know. Instead of shitting on them, you know, help them. Yeah, because you never know. Because you never know. Yeah, I was just talking to um, one of the comedians here. That's his name's Tony God, and he he does like feature stuff for the Improv, and he's gotten to work with like Mitch Hedberg. He toured with like Jackie Mason way back in the day, and he's just somebody who's always been getting work in the Improv is always getting him work. And he was one of the first like legit headliner, like paid comedians to pull me aside after a show and be like, this joke works. You have something here. Keep doing it. You're doing, you're doing what's right. And I, I told him the other day, I'm like, man, you, you don't even know, like you probably don't even fucking think about that anymore. But I think about that almost every day that I think about standup. And that's what kind of those kinds of thoughts keep me fucking validated at what i'm doing and make and let me know that i'm on the right track and that i just got to keep trying shit keep doing it no oh, yeah no you're 100 right yeah it's the small little things you know people come up to me and be like you you were fantastic you, you know every little thing helps you know lets me know that i'm you know doing right man that's all we need in life right validation is when uh, we do it yeah, we need the, the laughs. The laughs validate us. Hugged enough as children. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't want to take too much of your Saturday, man. Uh, thanks for, thanks for coming. Yeah, no in. worries, man. I just actually got to get set ready tonight. I'm actually I have I'm in Cape Coral Winter Festival, um, at the Eight Foot Brewery, in Cape Coral. Hell yeah, That's man! How many so, how how many minutes are you doing? So it's three minutes of clean material. Whoa! So. Um, are you a I'm clean comic? Um, I'm edgy. I'm not dirty. I don't think I'm filthy. You know, I can be a little dirty, but I'm not like disgusting. I'm not like, oh, I'll put this and that. You know, I don't need to curse. You know, I do it every once in a while. Uh, but like, I think that I got a joke where I talk about selling my sperm. I think it's one of my dirtiest jokes. Which I don't even think is that dirty. I mean, it's, I it's say it like that. It's not dirty unless you start motioning like masturbation. That's I think that's where it would get dirty. Because <laughs> I'm like uh, I talk about that gingers can no longer um, donate their uh, gingers can't donate their sperm at sperm banks. Yeah, that, I wouldn't say that that's dirty. Yeah, they don't take them. So I started selling mine at local farmers markets. <laughs> that's a funny joke. Yeah, I think it's fucking hilarious. I think yeah. it's hilarious. I'm going I'm I'm to ask about it tonight. I'm going to push for it. That's not and dirty. I call, and then I do this joke where I do call my mom a whore. I think that's vulgar. Yeah, that so might. You can do vulgar. That might. Uh, you might have to try and find a different word <laughs> if you pull that one out tonight. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. No, I'm excited. Three minutes. Um, Three minutes still. You know, it's still rough. You know, it's still time on stage to make people laugh, especially in such a short amount of time. You got to grab their attention and go. Yeah. I, I mean, it's all about the experience, man. Just saying, um, I told myself this year, like any bit of work that I get when it comes to entertainment, podcasting or anything, I'm just going to say yes more. Say yes. And then because the worst thing that's going to happen is that it's a horrible experience and I'll know to say no to that experience ever again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just say yes yeah. to it. Um, no, dude, you're 100 right. Like the movie Yes Man, I love that movie. You know, yeah. Yes Man with uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's such a true message. You, it really is, especially if it's in in the world that you want to be in. You know, and people are offering you shit. Fucking take it, man. Yeah, no, that's why I drive to Mike's, man. That's why I'll do what I gotta do now. You know, you, you know, you, you, if you suck, you bomb. Everybody sucks and bombs every once in a while. But you meet somebody that likes you. You know, you carry on, you know, and, 
you never know what do angle they're gonna open up in your mind right yeah you and know, i mean like or spark but, something in you especially if somebody's fucking nice enough to give you something that they think is funny that you could be willing to try out at the next one or whatever you know yeah you know even just you know talking to people like i talk to homeless people i talk to you know people in line you know you never know you never know what somebody's gonna say and what's gonna you know help you think that's true well uh if you got anything to promote or plug fucking feel free to plug it in i'll also when i do your intro when I re-record it, I'll plug in stuff for you too. So, um, guys, can follow me at Taste Like Ginger on Instagram and Facebook, and yeah, I guess to plug, I got a couple of shows coming up this week, but maybe the time they hear this, my shows will be over. But I got <laughs> shows coming up, so. Um, I'll put it out. I'll put it out on, <laughs> on, on, uh, on Monday. So they'll hear. All right. Um, I'll be at Wildwood pizza in Punta Gorda, uh, for their open mic on Friday night, the 29th, uh, the 28th. It's the 28th. Wildwood pizza, 28th open mic. Uh, come check it out. That'll be fun. and yeah all right yeah follow the devins uh devin in the multiverse show coming to a scene near you hopefully Mm, that'll be dope yeah man that'll be dope as shit so again uh thank you for your time man i hope you have a great saturday thank you for having me dude this was a lot of fun honestly it went a lot quicker than i thought you know it's been over it's been about an hour yeah i know know. i was like Uh, i was like 20 minutes like no wow we've been good hopefully we can uh Man, I could see you in person and see you, uh, you know, perform and we can do yeah, this shit. No, I love that. And vice versa. Vice versa, my friend. Vice, vice versa. I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. All right, I'm All right buddy. Yeah. Well, All right, uh, buddy. You have a good day, man. Your you Saturday. Too. You too, man. Kill that show. Stay clean. Thank you. <laughs> I'll try. All right, buddy. Later. Peace.